I told them if there's going to be any celebration, if there's going to be any recognition, I wanted it when I got tied with Coach Smith. I never wanted anything to beating any record that Coach Smith had because I don't believe that's a place I'm comfortable with and don't believe it's a place I want to be and, and deserve. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We're coming right back to your phone calls. That's the spirit of Free For All Friday. Just as Ron Rivera was our head coaching analyst of the week on Super Bowl 54, former Panthers leader, now the leader of your Washington Redskins, a little north of here. A lot of fans in our state still cling to their Washington allegiances. Ron Rivera on the NFL earlier this week. That was the voice, of course, of Hall of Famer Roy Williams of the North Carolina Tar Heels. They are trending upward in Chapel Hill. They host Boston College, maybe team number 15 in a 15-team league. The Tar Heels are better than the Eagles. The Tar Heels are only 10-10 and 10 on the season and near the bottom of the ACC standings at 3-6. and six. You'd think the Heels will get a win, and you'd know as we go to Dillon and Raleigh, and we do have lines open for the first time in a long time. If you want to steer our ship back to Super Bowl 54, more college basketball, NASCAR Hall of Fame, NBA, Kobe Bryant, the return of the Carolina Hurricanes to home ice tonight against Las Vegas, or the Vegas Golden Knights, as they're called, the Australian Open, the PGA Tour. You can take us to whatever corner of the sports universe you'd like to visit. Maybe something just been burning a hole in your sports soul from yesteryear, or maybe it was just something Monday through Thursday where our lines were busy. In college basketball, Louisville visits NC State. Dylan wants in on our question of the day, what makes a Super Bowl party great? He has an answer that will benefit party animals and sports fans across North Carolina. What is your lock on Super Bowl prop bets? And if it applies, how did you get out of jury duty without lying? That's a personal problem for me. I just got the summons, and it is for ACC Tournament Week in Greensboro. So I am taking your input as I try to get off that hook or at least kick the can down a road a little bit. 1-800-849-2761. What makes a Super Bowl party great? Share your thoughts with Dylan at 1-800-849-2761. More on the Panthers and the changing faces and names that continue to hit us left and right. Folks, if you're a Carolina Panthers fan, you might wish your team was in the Super Bowl. That was four years ago. Three years ago, think about 2017. Charles Johnson was a big-name defense event, right? Thomas Davis was a big-name linebacker who had only worn the Carolina Panthers uniform. That was even through last year. Luke Keekley was a first-round draft pick like Thomas Davis at the same position, linebacker. Those two guys were like Batman and Robin at the same position on many great defenses, right? Extend the theme a little bit. You can go back one year, two year, two years, three years. The owner went <laughs> – think about it. The owner was Jerry Richardson. Now we have David Tepper. The head coach was Ron Rivera, our guest this week. Now we have Matt Rule of Baylor. The star defensive ends were Charles Johnson and Julius Peppers. They have both retired. The star linebackers were Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley. Luke just recently retired. Thomas Davis, of course, jumped to the Chargers. Ryan Khalil was the big-name locker room leader on the offensive line. He moved on, retired, and then came out of retirement to play for the Jets. And then we just learned over the last 24 hours, Greg Olson is not necessarily retiring. But another of the greatest Panthers ever is moving on. He had a meeting with Marty Herney, the Panthers GM. He's 34 years old. 
He's expensive. He was scheduled to make about $12 million as a salary cap number in 2020 if he finished the existing contract he had with Carolina. It was a mutual agreement. It seemed very positive almost like the Ron Rivera dismissal. It's hard to put a smiley face on that. But the Panthers treated Ron with respect. Ron, on our show and otherwise, shared how much he and his wife Stephanie appreciated. If it has to be a firing, then it was well handled by the administration, well handled certainly by the fan base. There was no angry mob. There were no pitchforks running anybody out of town. He said he and Stephanie felt the love. Still, a page was turned. So now an ownership page has turned. Head coaching page has turned. The coordinators are new for the most part. The star tight end is gone. The star offensive lineman is gone. The star defensive ends are gone. The star linebackers are gone. And we're not even sure if the star quarterback is still going to be here, right? Cam Newton, the word from South Florida, where there's all sorts of rumors flying around, is, you know, what's Tom Brady going to do? He's finally a free agent with the Patriots. What's Drew Brees going to do? He's finally a free agent with the New Orleans Saints. What's Phillip Rivers going to do? Another aging QB, but a productive one at times. He's a free agent. Jameis Winston of the Buccaneers is a free agent. Ryan Tannehill, breakthrough season with Tennessee, is a free agent. We know a couple pieces of the puzzle that have fallen. As we come to Dylan and Kevin and Jeff and Brian, 1-800-849-2761, not necessarily in that order. We now know two things. Ryan Fitzpatrick 37-year-old quarterback for the Dolphins announced today. This is like everything else is murky water. All those other big-name QBs, we think we know that Brady will stay with the Patriots. We think Breeze will stay another year and kind of groom Taysom Hill probably as his successor in New Orleans. Brady and Breeze are 40-somethings now, right? We think Phillip Rivers is going to keep playing. We now know a couple things. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 37-year-old Dolphins quarterback who was considering retirement, announced earlier today that he's not going to retire and that he will return to Miami on his existing contract. The other thing we learned, I think, through good reporting is that the Panthers want to give the Cam Newton thing a shot, at least to this degree. They are not going to trade him. They are not going to waive him, according to reporting by ESPN and others, at the very least, until they see how he comes out of that Liz Frank foot surgery. So whereas I think a lot of these other things are going to be clarified more quickly, Breeze, Brady, Rivers, Tannehill, Jameis Winston, Cam can't possibly be clarified until March at the earliest. That's after surgery. You have a little recovery time. What do you look like come April? Remember, the draft is at the end of April. Free agency unfolds all the time. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the first domino to fall definitively. He will return to Miami as a soon-to-be 38-year-old guy. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Let me try Kevin in Burlington. You're next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome to Free For All Friday. Let me get Dylan. Where's Dylan? He was going to tell me about my Super Bowl party. He's at the drive-thru, uh, the, the dry cleaner drive through window. Kevin, what's going on, man? Good to have you with us. All right, thanks, Dave. All right, so I'm going to get some hypotheticals for the Tar Heels making the tournament. All right. So let's just say they, I ain't going to say run the table, but let's say they win the ordinary game. Now, what's it going to take, you know, one win versus Duke and maybe a split with Florida State-Louisville? But I think both of those games are on the road, and you correct me if I'm wrong. And two tournament wins. Okay, let's say they win one against Duke, 
one of the two against Florida State, Louisville, and two two tournament wins, ACC tournament wins, and they went out with the other, you know, the regular games. Do you think that's enough? Probably not. It's hard to piece all that together really quickly. But remember, the Tar Heels are only 10 and 10 right now. Uh, I follow, among others, like Ken Palm. You know what Ken Palm's projection, projected final record is right now for the Tar Heels? 14 wins and 17 losses. That's his projection. Now, you're correct. They play Florida State, but it is at Florida State. They play Louisville, the Tar Heels do, but it is at Louisville. Like NC State tomorrow gets the Cardinals at their place. Louisville, for now, is alone in first place in the ACC standings at 9-1 and one in league play, 18-3 and three overall. State has a great opportunity tomorrow. And anybody who thinks I'm crazy, just remember, Boston College hung with Louisville into the second half up in Chestnut Hill the other day. Now, Louisville still won. But anybody thinks anybody's unbeatable has forgotten that the same Duke team that has one of the best chances to win it all lost at home to Stephen F. Austin and lost at Clemson. Like, you know, weird bad things can happen last week, like in the Wolfpack's case, losing at Georgia Tech, losing to the Tar Heels at home. It is not at all weird in this year's college basketball season that you can turn around from those two disappointments and just shock number six Louisville tomorrow at PNC Arena. That, that's kind of like par for the course, the way this college basketball season's going. But, of course, Markel Johnson and C.J. Bryce have to play better. If you're 10-10, and 10, you have a big hole. And the Tar Heels' problem is going to Florida State where they've won, is it 59 of their last 62 now? Something in that last – something in that neighborhood. The Seminoles on their home court are 59-3, and three, something like that, in their last 62 games. I mean, even with Cole Anthony, you're not picking the Tar Heels to win that game. That is a low percentage chance. At Louisville, I mean, <laughs> Louisville's really good. Get him at your place, you might have a shot. They're 9-1. and one. They're not going to lose many more games. They're experienced. They're talented. They're well-coached. They're deep. Louisville and Duke, to me, are a cut above even Florida State. They're all three in the top ten. But their combination of talent, coaching, depth, experience, balance – Florida State's elite defensively, not as good offensively. Louisville and Duke, to me, play well at both ends of the floor, and that's why I see them as even greater candidates to either win the ACC tournament or make a run to a Final Four or whatever. So if you're 10-10, and 10, the Tar Heels, you're 3-6 and six as you host Boston College in conference play tomorrow. Three wins and six losses. You've got a long way to go, man. you got to at least win one of those two against Duke home and away, right? But are you going to go to Florida State and beat Florida State? Are you going to go to Louisville and beat Louisville? Possible, but highly unlikely, I would argue. So there are only so many gems worth getting. Maybe the if you want to hang your hat on something, this might sound strange, but do you know who has the most quad one wins in the ACC? Your first answer would be correct. It's Duke. Duke is 4-1 and one against what they call quad one opponents. Those are the toughest games. It's either a home game against the top 25 team or a true road game against top 75. So they expand the ranking, but you have to be truly a road game, not neutral site, right? Duke's 4-1 and one against quad one. That's about as good as it gets. You would have guessed that, though. Louisville, or, or Florida State, rather, 3-2 and two against quad one. That doesn't sound great, but against the best opponents you'll face, sometimes on their home court, three and two is pretty good. The Tar Heels actually have three quad one wins, which I know that's surprising because the other teams that have that many are Duke and Florida State, and Syracuse actually has three, oddly enough. 
Louisville has only two for now. They could get a third if they beat the Wolfpack tomorrow in Raleigh. Carolina does have three. They beat Oregon on a neutral court. Oregon's one of the dozen or so best teams in the country. They beat Alabama on a neutral court. That's a quad one win. That's a good SEC team. Not great, but good. Uh, they have other good wins. Now, they're also 3-5 and five against Quad 1, the Tar Heels. So as you look at their remaining schedule, you don't get any points for beating Wake Forest twice, right? If you do, maybe they get you once. I don't know. But you play the Deeks home and away. That's not going to pad your resume in a way that the selection committee cares about. You have to deal with other teams that are either middling, St- NC State, Syracuse, Virginia does come to Chapel Hill after the Tar Heels lost to the Cavaliers up in Charlottesville. There are opportunities, but you're not going to get any points for beating Boston College tomorrow. You're not going to get any points if you beat Wake Forest twice. All of those other games do offer more resume builders, but all of those other games are kind of hard, too. So how well does Garrison Brooks continue playing well after Cole Anthony returns? Does Brandon Robinson stay healthy? and continue to build on what has become a solid senior season? Does Armando Baycott, the freshman center, get better week-to-week, game-to-game, the way the Tar Heels need him to? He can't kind of plateau. And what does Cole Anthony look like after his long break? Is he back to being the 19-point-per-game freshman All-American, future lottery pick, or is he something less than that? That's a lot of variables if you're trying to beat Florida State in Tallahassee, Louisville at Louisville, or Duke and Durham. And you're going to get a you got to get a bunch of those if you want the Tar Heels to get closer to the NCAA bubble conversation. Dylan in Raleigh is about to make all of our Super Bowl parties better. Thanks for hanging in there, man. Welcome to Free for All Friday. No, I appreciate it. Um, first, I want to shout out Will Dalton, voice of the Peace Pacers, I like to hear. for uh, letting me letting me get on. Um, number one, please, it would be great if whatever you go to watch your games or if you're hosting. Please have two separate viewing rooms. One for the people who have personal stake in the game and one for the people that maybe just be watching for the commercials. Absolutely vital. Exactly. I hope you don't lose any listeners for this one, but if somebody could please have equal amounts of blue cheese and ranch for their chicken, (laughs) we would all appreciate it. (laughs) What makes a Super Bowl party great? I think Dylan's first answer is one of the best I've heard over the years when we asked this question. I'm okay with his second answer as well. Thank you for your call and for your shout-out. One of the rising stars of the broadcasting and intern industries, Will, representing William Peace University. He is the play-by-play voice at Peace. Jeff is in Cary and wants to make peace with my jury duty summons. Jeff, welcome to the David Glenn Show, and welcome to Free For All Friday. Please help me. Hey, David. Yeah, I was in a similar situation a couple few years ago. Um, I got my uh, notice, looked at the date, and realized, well, crap, that's right when I'm back in Nebraska for three and a half weeks for an annual volunteer gig getting back to my hometown. And um, I figured, hey, it's not going to cost me anything to ask. So I wrote, uh, you know, I responded stating, Nebraska volunteer gig, gave them my title on the board of directors um, and told them, hey, look, I am not looking to ditch this. Yeah. Give me another date, right. please. And, yeah, they they basically they responded back dating, thank you very much. You're excused. We'll contact you another time. But awesome. they never asked for plane tickets or 
hotel or anything. Yeah, that so. would be probably an administrative burden. I think we often use the phrase here at the David Glenn Show, everybody's on the honor system. You know, we, we just, like when we have a ticket giveaway or something, or we celebrated Law Enforcement Day recently, and we gave two lower-level tickets to a Canes game to a member of the law enforcement community. Well, I mean, how do we know, Darren? How do we know? Do you have special night goggles that will enable you to see through the phone lines and catch somebody's badge, or are we on the honor system? I think we, we don't we have. We almost requested badge number, but then realized probably not a good We idea. can barely handle the administrative burdens we already have here at the <laughs> David Glenn Show. And I'm not, I'm not even joking when I say that. So the jury system probably can't handle the administrative burden that would come with, well, let's ask Jeff to send us his, you know, uh, the, the uh, stationery that shows him as this official with this charity or nonprofit. Let's see his plane tickets. Let's see his hotel reservations. Now, they're gonna, you're on the honor system. I mean, you're going to jury duty. I guess they, they want to believe that they can trust you whether you serve or not. Thank you for your input here on Free For All Friday. You never know where a Friday show is going to take us. Isn't it alarming if you're a Panthers fan, by the way? Number one, you, weren't, you not only were not a playoff team, duh, you have crashed back to earth after participating in this game four years ago. Cam Newton was the MVP. The Panthers were 15-1. and one, And, yeah, they played well in the playoffs prior to losing to the Broncos. Your owner has changed, and I listed about a dozen players who were essentially the faces of the franchise. All but Cam are gone. I mean, McCaffrey's kind of a new face of the franchise. He's doing the circuit down in South Florida as we speak. But Ron Rivera... Thomas Davis, owner Jerry Richardson, Charles Johnson, Ryan Khalil, Julius Peppers, Luke Keekley, now Greg Olson, the newest news, all gone. And there are actually others, folks, who right now, like who else do you consider a big name on the Carolina Panthers? You have, of course, Matt Rule as a new coach. You got like a 30-year-old guy from LSU, Joe Brady, as your coordinator. Maybe you're optimistic, maybe you're not, but it feels like a massive rebuild, doesn't it? The 12 people that you thought of from ownership through the coaching staff, through coordinators, through stars, linemen, linebackers, Cam is a question mark over his head. Olsen is now officially leaving. Luke has officially retired. James Bradbury comes to mind for me as a young D-back kind of cornerstone. He's a free agent. Like, maybe you keep him, maybe you don't. Gerald McCoy is a new guy, but a fairly big name. He's a free agent. It is a revolving door in Charlotte right now at every level of the organization. It's just, it's one thing to fall back to earth. You've had two straight years of Cam Newton injuries, and that helps explain why the end of the Ron Rivera era was a spiral in the wrong direction. It's why he lost his job. I mean, we're happy he landed in Washington. He was a great guest on our show this week, but we all know there's an explanation or several for what happened these last two years. It's one thing to fall from your perch four years ago when you came one win short of the first title in, in franchise history, Super Bowl title. It's another thing to feel like when you project to next year, can you even picture the depth chart? You can't picture Cam yet. You're, you can't for sure picture Christian McCaffrey until he gets his new deal as a running back that he wants with a year left on his contract. Those dozen other names that were the faces of the franchise are all gone. That feels like a rebuild. If Greg Olson felt like he could use perhaps his last year as an NFL player and it was best used with the Panthers, he'd probably stay. If the Panthers thought they were close enough that they could squeeze something one more year out of their veteran tight end, 
and that they could justify $12 million under the salary cap on Greg Olson, they would have done it. Instead, Marty Herney and Greg Olson met, and they both decided, yeah, it's time for you to move on. What does that mean? The Panthers aren't in win-now mode, and Greg Olson ain't burning his last year, possibly, of NFL action on a rebuilding franchise, even though if you saw his personal note on his social media accounts, I mean, it was a tear-jerking kind of thing. It was another thank you in both directions rather than some kind of bitter breakup. But Greg Olson, 88's moving on too. You're really going to need to buy the program at Bank of America Stadium next year because everything just about looks brand new or almost new. Tim wants to tell us what not to do at a Super Bowl party. Others want to offer their recommendations, recipes, guacamole, and otherwise. The best approach to betting squares game or betting bingo was a good one from last year. You can jump in on Super Bowl 54. I'll offer my thoughts, more of them on the Chiefs versus the 49ers. More college basketball, too. The Wolfpack, the Syracuse Orange, and the Virginia Tech Hokies are three teams with good resumes that must get better for them to earn bids to the NCAA tournament. I actually believe the Pack and the Orange have what it takes to get there, and they have huge possibilities for resume builders tomorrow. Louisville at NC State, Duke is visiting Syracuse. More on those college hoops matchups, more of your thoughts on the week that was and the weekend to come. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can join us on the David Glenn Show. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. All your fellow listeners are giving you their locks on Super Bowl prop bets. They're answering another question of the day. What makes a Super Bowl party great? Great recipes, gambling games, multiple rooms, separating the more dedicated and serious football fans from those goofing around and only kind of casually watching while enjoying maybe the food and the commercials and the halftime show and other things. Tim in Greensboro is actually going to tell us what not to do at a Super Bowl party. That can also be valuable advice. Quick shout-out, Chris Paul, now with the Oklahoma City Thunder, former Wake Forest star, one of the greatest basketball players ever to come from our North Carolina high school ranks. He was named last night as a reserve in this year's All-Star game. That is his 10th selection. He still does have the one question mark over his head in the eyes of some of his critics obviously it comes down to postseason success as an NBA player he's done everything he can do individually he has not yet led a team to an NBA title or even close to that at this point some think he might be moved to a contender that needs a point guard by the upcoming NBA trade deadline by getting your 10th all-star selection and other lines are open. If after Tim in Greensboro, you can join us at 1-800-849-2761. More Niners, Chiefs, and other Super Bowl prop bets included. More on the matchup. Louisville at NC State, Duke at Syracuse, Florida State at Virginia Tech, among the college hoops games that highlight the weekend. When you get to 10 All-Star games, you're not quite up there with Kareem, who had 19, or the late Kobe Bryant, who had 18, or even an active guy, LeBron James, has 16, you know, third most in the history of basketball, and he's still going. 
Tim Duncan, 15. Kevin Garnett, 15. Shaquille O'Neal, 15. Kobe's good friend. Michael Jordan didn't have as long of a career, and there was a gap in the middle, but he made 14 All-Star games, all right? Basically, everybody above Chris Paul is either already in the Hall of Fame, waiting until they're eligible to, for the Hall of Fame so that it can vote, be voted in, or in a couple of cases, maybe only LeBron, actually. Yeah, LeBron's the only active player who has been to more All-Star games than Chris Paul. He's building, in many ways, a Hall of Fame resume. And I hope his critics, at least, CP3, will admit that. I mean, if you're willing to extend beyond the NBA, remember, he also helped our country to gold medals, right? He was a star for us internationally as a point guard doing the things that some of his critics say he just can't do, right? Just can't get a team to the promised land. Well, he got Team USA to the promised land, and I think there are other reasons why he doesn't have an NBA championship ring yet. I, am gl- I hope he gets one of those, but I am glad he is headed to the All-Star game for a 10th time. Tim is in Greensboro. Some other guys we know well, by the way, are going to the NBA All-Star game. More on them, because some of them are first-timers who also played high school ball here in North Carolina. Do you even know that Bam Adebayo of the Kentucky Wildcats, now in the NBA with the Heat, he's a North Carolina guy going to his first NBA All-Star game. Jason Tatum. Duke Blue Devils, one-and-done guy, first All-Star game. Brandon Ingram, New Orleans Pelicans from Kinston, North Carolina, first All-Star game. A uh, lot of others. Zion is going to the Rising Stars game, but he, he didn't have enough of a resume, obviously, to make the big game. Tim, welcome to Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, thank you for giving me the uh, forum here to kind of bend a little bit. Yeah, man. Uh, Help each, your fellow each, party animals. Go right ahead. Each year, my wife, has us go to one of her friends and her husband's uh, Super Bowl party. Now, the unfortunate thing is these guys are not sports fans. So the first rule should be don't throw a Super Bowl party if you're not a sports (laughs) fan. Not a bad rule. Sign me up for that one. (laughs) Secondly, we get there. This is, you know, again, this this will be our fifth straight year. It's a 42-inch TV. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So 42-inch TV, I ask, what's up with the little TV? And I get a response, we're just not big into TV. Wow. So another strike. The next (laughs) thing is the sound is down low. Oh, no. Because they want people to be able to talk. Wow. Okay? I'm in pain for you, Tim. I mean, seriously. uh, Thank you. you. This is why this was important for me to just express this because it doesn't go anywhere if I pressed around my can, own house. Can I ask you a question? It may be personal. As I always say, Please. I don't like to make callers Please. uncomfortable, do, do, unless you're willing to answer. Are others at this annual party of a similar mindset as you, or do you feel like you know the lone wolf that everybody else seems just fine with these details, and you're dying inside? This is the craziest thing. I sit there near the TV to be able to see first off right. and try to listen and i'm right next to the only unhealthy snack there which is a bowl of m&m's M- uh peanut m&m's yeah. and there might be one guy every year every other year that comes and hangs out with a me. rotating so, guy <laughs> to answer your question i go to the least cool oh, party man. ever i am so in the last pain thing, for you the, the last thing is the un is the healthy snacks okay <laughs> everything has a healthy flair to it so on the way so i my wife knows she can get me to halftime <laughs> i will gut it out for that 
On the way home, and the game is already DVR. On the way home, we pick up wings. I already have the beer at home, and I eat wings and beer, and I watch the halftime show and catch up to the game by the late third quarter. You know what's funny? I know a lot of people, and I celebrate diversity. I'm glad that not all people are alike. I'm glad that some people are not all that into sports. I'm glad that many people focus on healthy snacks over the stuff that's not as good for us. Variety is the spice of life. I think the diversity that our nation offers in many ways is one of our greatest strengths. I just would not want, I'm picturing a family that I know that sounds a little bit like the family that is hosting this party that Tim in Greensboro is stuck going to five years in a row, I think he said. I love this family. Like, I admire that they're raising their children with fewer snacks and most of the snacks are healthy. I admire the fact that they're raising their children to limit their TV consumption. And as a part of that, they just didn't spring for the big screen TV that you would have, oh, I don't know, in the Glenn family. There's, there's actually one in the basement, one in my office, and one in the, the, the family room. The, the Glens have plenty of big screen TVs. Maybe Tim and Greensboro can come enjoy one of them uh, one of these years on Super Bowl Sunday. I love this family for those and other reasons. I think they're wonderful people. I would never go to a Super Bowl party at that family's house. Yeah, that's, the, that's just the bottom line, right? Can't you picture a family that is like Tim and Greensboro's friends or his wife's friends? I mean, come on. I, I'm, I'm picturing granola and crunchy, and there's a little skepticism in the room. Have you ever seen this? You know, I, I always hear about the Super Bowl, but I've never understood people who are so obsessed with sports, right? And, and who, who gets that question, Darren, at the big party? Oh, the sports guy. Of Always. course. All heads turn to me, who's made my living in sports for more than 30 years, and I'm supposed to have some kind of profound answer. And, and you know what I say? You know what? There are a lot of things in life way more important than sports generally or who wins this game. Like, I'm on your page when it comes to that. However, <laughs> however, sports offers enough lifelike things that there's no reason we should exclude it. Right? It's okay if you prefer opera or the theater or international travel or you want to build houses in Costa Rica with Habitat for Humanity. You want to go out into the middle of the desert and, as the lovely and talented Maria likes to say, stick a bone in your nose and contemplate your navel, which it sounds like <laughs> this Super Bowl family does a lot of, metaphorically, if you will. Nothing wrong with any of that. I love a good sense sunset. I could gaze at uh, the Grand Canyon if I was in the mood for that. Some fine art at the Louvre in Paris if I were in the mood for that. Or, frankly, exotic dancers if I were in the mood for that. Super Bowl often on big screen TVs, Darren, in case you've never been at a place like that. I'm all about variety as the spice of life. I'm all about keeping sports in perspective. I'm also all about those families never hosting Super Bowl parties. You don't have to come to ours, but I certainly don't want to come to yours. Need a big TV, Darren? He's not asking for a lot. What do I ask of people, no matter what the topic? Be reasonable, right? Be reasonable. Are you unreasonable as a football fan to say to your spouse, don't take me to a house where there's, what, what he said, a small TV, lousy snacks, for the most part, he's got the one, the one unhealthy snack, fortunately, near him while he's sitting so close to the small TV so that he can hear the low volume. I'm in, I'm in pain, man. I might have trouble sleeping the next two nights thinking of that phone call. 
Have you ever been to a Super Bowl party with that? Are you okay? Or do I have to rephrase the question of the day? What makes a Super Bowl party great? He kind of turned that upside down. Well, by telling you what makes a Super Bowl party royally suck, I am implying that these other things are inherent. Big screen TV, volume up, lots of snacks. How about a little variety? If I want healthy snacks, they're there. And if I want dripping with bad for me saucy wings, that's somewhere nearby. There's also an in-between nutritionally right like you get there's a middle ground too that would be perfectly acceptable i think the problem's in the branding there like the hosts the hosts have to i have never been calling it a super bowl party for the record i've never been to a super bowl party as bad as our loyal listener just shared his painful experience no no way me neither i've been to some bad ones where too many kids are running in front of the tv can't have that It's okay if, you know me, man, I don't care if 90% of the people are barely paying attention to the game. But you can't host a party and have kids running back and forth in front of the TV. You can't host a party and have it a posted stamp size television. And for the people who want to watch the game, you got to have the sound enough to hear without getting down on your hands and knees and crawling up to the television or or, or sitting right next to the speaker. Not acceptable. Can we change? Can this be a part of our platform when we when we run for public office? I've got my eye on a certain seat here in North Carolina, frankly, given the way things are going lately. I got some name recognition in most of the big markets, Darren. I'd like to I'd like to kick somebody out of office starting tomorrow. Do we have enough money for that? Maybe not. 1-800-849-2761. Lion cheating, disreputable, pathological lion sack of crap. Unbelievable. 1-800-849-2761. Sell your soul one little chunk at a time. Go right ahead. Free for all Friday continues. 1-800-849-2761. Super Bowl 54 is in our crosshairs. College basketball offers a great opportunity for, among others, the NC State basketball Wolfpack. Zion Williamson will be in the NBA spotlight on Super Bowl Sunday a little bit earlier in the day. We'll take more of your questions and comments. I'll tell you where I think the Carolina Hurricanes go from here now that the All-Star break is over and they're back on home ice. They're in playoff position, but can they stay there or even climb the standings in the aftermath of that serious injury to All-Star defenseman Dougie Hamilton? That's a question from a Kaniac. More of your calls, questions, comments, and complaints right now by dialing 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. We're coming right back to your calls. One quick note on college basketball. Since we all know Super Bowl 54 is front and center, 76ers at Celtics tomorrow night. Pelicans with Zion Williamson at the Rockets. I'd argue one of the top five teams in the NBA, Houston, along with the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, and maybe, maybe my Philadelphia 76ers. Maybe. I'm not yet convinced. But the Rockets are really good. It's fun to watch Zion. That's a Sunday afternoon option for you leading into Super Bowl 54 later in the day. Remember, that'll be on Fox. Joe Buck 
Troy Aikman, our, our guests over the years, Aaron Andrews and Chris Myers, will both be on the sidelines. Mike Pereira, your officiating guru, they have the TV call for Fox Sports. Our guest this week, Kevin Harlan, joins Kurt Warner on the radio side as J-Lo and Shakira handle the halftime show, as Demi Lovato handles the national anthem. You know your Sunday night better. On Saturday... Tomorrow, we have Duke at Syracuse, we have Louisville at NC State, we have Florida State at Virginia Tech. In all three cases, the heavyweight is visiting the middle of the pack team that needs a resume builder. It's one thing, flip those around. Do you like State's chance of winning at Louisville? Probably not. Do you like Syracuse's chance of winning at Duke? Probably not. Do you like Virginia Tech's chance of winning at Florida State? Probably not. Flip them all around, though. Think about it. The Hokies, the pack, and the Orange are in that middle where if you get a few more of these bigger wins, you're going to get into the dance. It's not going to be just Duke, Louisville, and Florida State, and they would be the victims in this case. It's number six, Louisville, at the Wolfpack, number nine, Duke, at Syracuse, number five, Florida State, at Virginia Tech. As we come to Bob and Raleigh, Jonathan is in Chapel Hill, and others are joining us from the mountains and the beach, 1-800-849-2761. If you think beyond the ACC, there is more waiting for you this weekend. Kentucky and Auburn are really good teams in the SEC. They play each other tomorrow night. In the Big 12, Texas Tech and number three Kansas go head-to-head -head tomorrow afternoon. In the Big East, Creighton and especially Villanova, number eight Wildcats. That's a game tomorrow at noon. In the Big 10, it's Michigan State at Wisconsin, 1 o'clock, national TV game on Fox. There's a lot of really good college basketball this weekend, and wisely, kind of like the Canes play in the early afternoon on Sunday. The NBA schedules all of its games for the early afternoon on Sunday. Everybody clears the stage for Super Bowl 54. They're not dumb. They know that the most popular TV show in the history of American television is the Super Bowl. Year after year after year after year. 100 million plus TV viewers. So they clear the stage, the other sports do. When it comes to the Super Bowl and that 100 million plus TV viewers, they are expected again this year. There's great college basketball, and especially Duke at Syracuse and Louisville and NC State. To me, those are must-see TV tomorrow in addition to the obvious big game on Sunday. Bob, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Thank you. Uh, I'm a first-time uh, caller and listener, and I just wanted to commend you. I thought your comments about Kobe were fantastic. I think most of us get the benefit of our mistakes in a much more narrow uh, focus. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know how we'd all deal with that type of visibility. Yeah, My I'm with you, man. The real question, and then I'll sign off, is um, as I think that Zion's an incredible uh, physical specimen, Is do you think his size and his presence, he's going to be a chronically injured player? Or do you think that uh, that will not be the kind of factor that will affect his long-term career? I think it's a smart question. I think it's a scientifically sound question that doctors would back us up. When you're 6'7 or so and you're, they list, I think, 285, he's often over 300. Even his own college coach, Mike Krzyzewski, said back in the preseason, Zion is not in game shape. I don't know why they're playing him. And sure enough, after he played a little in the preseason, he was shelved with that injury for quite a long time. I think the best answer is it's worthy of scrutiny. Whether you're the Pelicans team doctor or the Pelicans owner or the Pelicans general manager, hopefully you care about the young man and his health. But more generally, it is your job to care about the future of the New Orleans Pelicans. And you just spent the number one overall pick on Zion Williamson, the one-and-done player from Duke. you got to convince him if he doesn't admit it 
uh, that he needs to slim down a little bit. Now, you don't want him to stop being his unique self. He's what did uh, was it Javin Delorier, his former Duke teammate, who and I've, I quoted him in one of my articles, and now I can't remember if it was Javin. One of the other big guys said, "Try taking a charge from a six foot seven, two hundred and eighty five pound human bulldozer." Like, you, you want to step in and take that charge? Go, go right ahead. And I thought that was an apt description. What I why I bring it up is for Zion to be Zion. He's not going to fit our molds of what NBA players usually look like. He is going to carry a lot of weight on that 6'7 frame. Now, there's a difference between 275 and 300, and that's where I think the scrutiny will come. Uh, Bob, especially as a first-time listener and a first-time caller, I really appreciate your kind words. If you liked our breakdown of Kobe, I hope you'll enjoy our show more often. We, we We try to be a little bit, well, we try to be ourselves, which turns out to be different than most of what you find in sports radio. I'm actually a fan of styles of sports radio that are totally unlike ours. I'm a fan of others that are more like ours. I've always believed it's good for the listener, the consumer. It's kind of like the ice cream store, store, right? I don't blame you if you like cookies and cream more than you like something else. Just the same in sports radio. Find the flavor that is for you. Try to be respectful to the flavors that are not your style and celebrate those that are from the rooftops We all appreciate you spreading the word. 1-800-849-2761. It is not fun or easy the week after Kobe Bryant dies to share the harder parts to discuss. It's just who I am. It's how I'm wired to both celebrate the greatness, the true, really unsurpassed in some categories, athletic greatness, while pointing out some ugly warts, trying to talk about them responsibly, In the case of Kobe, pointing out also that two of the lowest lows that we discussed earlier, he did, in a sense, rebound from in an admirable way. And we don't know all the truth of the lowest of his lows. And maybe we'll never know that truth. Odds are we will not. But there's a way to, you know, I talk to even my own kids sometimes. You don't have to hate every fiber of Kobe's being because you know of one incident one time where you may not know all the facts. Similarly, we don't have to deify any athlete simply because they're good at bouncing a ball, dunking a ball, winning a game, or winning championships. The truth is almost always some blend of good and bad. And, you know, again, at his funeral, we're not going to talk about the worst of the worst. But in the bigger picture, I see no problem with pointing out the mostly great details, but also tackling responsibly the more complicated nuances as well. Joe Person, our only guest of the day, joins us in our third hour. You can join us, too, on The David Glenn Show. Gary Player joining us. This morning, I did 1,300 sit-ups and crunches. Wow. I pushed 300 pounds with my legs, and I ran on the treadmill. You are one of the legends of golf, and you've been an inspiration as a person as well. What a nice compliment, and God bless America. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. It's free-for-all Friday, which means mostly phone calls, but we typically squeeze in one guest. It's Super Bowl 54 weekend. Joe Person knows Greg Olson well, knows the Panthers well, knows the Niners and the Chiefs well. Find his work at The Athletic Carolina. Find him next on The David Glenn Show. 
Kurt Busch is joining us, 38-year-old champion of the Daytona 500. I went out with Gronk last night after uh, after we won the race. Did you and really? Also, it was fun. Got about an hour's sleep. I asked him, I go, hey, when do you have to report to training camp? He goes, July. I said, well, we can't be friends because i got to <laughs> go back to racing. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show.